Hello, this is Pastor Bibish, lead pastor of Green Pastures Church, coming to you with the word of the living God today. I am so glad that you are able to join. I pray that what you hear today touches you, opens your understanding to the knowledge of God, challenges you to be the best you, deepens your relationship with God, and causes you to live in victory. Let's hear the word. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us, let us exalt his name together. We have come once more on this particular day to praise God for his goodness and his faithfulness. The Lord has set us in motion for something good and something great, something significant he's doing. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, whatever thing God is doing, is not doing it with one person. It is a movement that the Lord has engaged and embarked all of us all around the world. This is a season we pray and worship God like never before. This is is a season we recalibrate our relationship with God and the Lord has been talking to us for the past few Sundays already hallelujah on a certain subject hallelujah concerning prayer and worship hallelujah intercession and adoration we have to go back to the place where God is God into our lives and our worship is not dependent on circumstances our relationship God should be at the prime of everything we do everything we are i am calling on to the church during this season hallelujah according to the word of god hallelujah we see that david made a bold pledge he spoke a wonderful statement i will i think that many of us maybe once in a while will read this and maybe say it in our prayers but can we live out this word can we exemplify this word david says i will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He was not thinking or speaking of one instance where you praise God and then move on. According to the word of God here, it looks like this man, he said that everything about me, everything around me, every time I open my mouth, God shall find some glory. Glory shall be given to God. Every time somebody hears me, God's glory is being settled and is being declared. What is David saying? And let me tell you, he's not the kind of guy who will sit in his corner and has nothing else to do. Find refuge, hallelujah, or procrastinate about everything and hides behind prayer. I am not talking about those who be hide behind prayer, hide behind God so that they will not do the things that they are expected to do as human beings, as part of a society. I am talking about
about a man, hallelujah, who was a shepherd, who was a warrior, and he was a king. It looks to me like David has always been on assignment, and his life has never been one of a lazy person who does not know what to do. It feels like today we think that we have to be of a particular breed. We have to be into bracket full-time minister full-time Christian I am telling you people of God that we make those distinctions simply because we have not understood the essence of life you see if you have a life in God and your own personal life that means you are not God centered yet you are living sometimes for you and most of the time for you and sometimes for God but in this end time season in this day God is not looking uh, for temporary occupiers uh, of God's presence. Uh, he's looking for men and women uh, who will find joy in the presence of the Lord, uh, whose life uh, will reflect the glory of God all the time. Uh, people who will say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Uh, that means in bad times, in good times, uh, in tough times, in difficult times, uh, even when I don't understand my times, I will bless the Lord. Uh, and people whose praise will always be in my his in the mouth the, the praise of the Lord will always be in the mouth that means that every time they address somebody somebody will know that the power of God is flowing through them every time they address somebody they address an issue things are happening because they are filled with God you see our words are weaker because they are godless can you imagine when you become saturated with God and the power of God is flowing through you. Every time you open your mouth, things will start happening because you know that God is at the center of everything you are and everything you do. Hallelujah. He said, my, my soul shall boast in the Lord. If you have to be puffed up, people of God, the Bible says you are allowed only if it is in the Lord and above the Lord. Hallelujah. It says the humble shall hear it, not the pride. Hallelujah. It is a dangerous thing to give such power to a, to a proud person or to a puffed up person. It is a dangerous, uh, hallelujah, because we will confuse uh, the glory that belongs to God uh, and the glory that we have to take for ourselves. Uh, David, David humbly says, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. During this time, this movement of prayer, and uh, worship. The first thing we have to be is God-centered. Hallelujah. The first thing we have to be, it is God-centered. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. He's saying that my life will be centered around giving God glory. That means as a king, even as I, I, I address the affairs of the state, as I govern, as I look at the social life of my people, as I, I lead them back into the Lord in a time of worship, he says that everything about me, my life at all times, I will bless the Lord. People of God, I am not talking about people who do not have anything 
thing to do. I think I said that before. But even in the midst of who we are in our business, I was talking to somebody and say many people have misunderstood the call of God. Every time we hear call, we think that you have to stop being an engineer. You have to stop being a lawyer. You have to stop being a nurse and accept the call. I am saying that's misunderstanding the power and the purpose of God. Because God is to be glorified everywhere and on all times. Who will glorify God in the hospitals if they are not God-centered doctors? Who will praise God in our courts if there are no judges that are God-centered? God is not telling you to drop everything. He's saying make God the priority, your center of your life. Whatever he has made you to be, you will be glorious and wonderful in it when God is the center of your life. Hallelujah. As a warrior, David says, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I can just imagine David on a battlefield killing his enemy and saying glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can imagine him, imagining him just walking in the wilderness and say praising God. We must be God-centered. Hallelujah. And we have to make a, a distinction between uh, being self-centered uh, and God-centered uh, in our everyday life. In your pursuit of happiness, because everybody in the world we live today is pursuing happiness, is pursuing stability, is pursuing success, is pursuing something. I say in your pursuit, God has not stopped you from pursuing. Uh, hallelujah. But if you pursue God, you reach everything faster. I'm going to say that again. Hallelujah. If you pursue God, you reach everything else faster. One of the wonderful gospels that I like particularly is the gospel of John. Some of you know that I, 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 I love going to the book of John so many times even during morning prayers, my own personal meditation and every time I preach I think at some point in the year regardless of what the subject I'll find something in John. And I would like to bring our attention not to any particular passage in this book of John but to the very concept of the gospel of John. Hallelujah. The purpose of this gospel is to show that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was Christ. The son of God. Hallelujah. The son of God. That Jesus Christ was God. Hallelujah. And that through him we have eternal life. The central message of the gospel. Hallelujah. Is the divine logos. The word that was made flesh, Jesus Christ, that is God visiting the earth. And you all know why Jesus Christ was crucified, do you? Because he spoke of himself as the son of God. Hallelujah. You see, when Jesus Christ was going around the town and healing the sick they hated him they tried him they said things about him and they find ways to kind of trick him and ask questions to try to shame him or anything but when he did the god thing they immediately said we are going to crucify him you see if you remember in the word of god 
Jesus Christ went ahead and healed the sick and so on and so forth. And the minute he told somebody, I forgive your sins. Because at that time and if today, it is God who has the capacity, the ability to forgive sin, not a man. So when the Pharisees and the Sadducees heard this like, what? Now he's no longer doing miracles. Now he's forgiving sins. Is he thinking himself as a God? Now we are going to crucify him. They did not know that that was his identity. That is his identity. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. He's the word made flesh. He is God. So our worship, our adoration to him must be genuine. Because without him, we wouldn't be. Without him, we wouldn't have anything. The world has been created by him, for him, in him. Hallelujah. We find our being in him. God said, let us make man in our own image. We, we carry his image. Our worship should reflect the fact that we acknowledge him as God into our lives. When you grasp the divine, the divinity of Jesus into your life, it's no longer a name you just pop out into your mouth when you stumble or you hit something. It is a name you revere and reverence. Because you understand that he is God. That he is God. I heard a story of a man called William Temple. He was the Bishop of Canterbury. You know, the people who work with the Queen or in the Kingdom of England. Hallelujah. The Bishop who takes care of the temple where the Queen or the King lives. His father before him was also a Bishop of Canterbury. And this man loved the Gospel of John. And he did, he did seek to, he, he sought to understand what the gospel meant. And the story goes that one day on his knees, he wrote a commentary for the gospel of John. He wrote this on his knees before God in worship. And let me give you an extract, extract of, of what he said. And I'm going to say it slowly. And our media team should have it and should be in your comments. He says, worship is a submission of all our nature to God. Worship is a submission of all our nature to God. It is the quickening of conscience by his holiness. The nourishment of mind with his truth. The purifying of imagination by his beauty. The opening of the heart to his love. The surrender of will to his purpose and all this gathered up in adoration my god that, that, that's that's the part that struck me the most uh, 
in, in reading the story of this man. Worship is a, a submission of all our nature to God. Everything I am, everything I have, I give it to you. Now I understand that why men for centuries, they, they had crusades for God. People who fought battles to, to defend the name of God. I'm just saying God has no need defending them. But I'm talking about the passion that these people had. People of God, if the first church, the disciples, did not have a, a, a love for God. If they were not God-centered, the gospel would not have come to where you are today to never reach us today. It has been the God-centeredness, the understanding that he is God and humanity is nothing without him. We are nothing without him that gave people the zeal despite the tribulations, despite the challenges to make sure that they loved God enough to fight that the gospel will continue to be spread throughout the world. How much do you love your God? People were ready to fight for their God. He said it is the quickening of conscience by his holiness. It is the quickening of conscience by his holiness. We have to be conscious of the holiness of God. We have to be conscious of the holiness, hallelujah, that of the sanctity of our God. You see, when you understand that he is holy, your worship is no longer that negligent way that we have. We think we speak of God as if he were just another subject. Hallelujah. You bring reverence to his name. Every time his name is mentioned, something will happen into your heart. Hallelujah. Every time you worship him, it is not just bare words, but something will be, hallelujah, so, so, so significantly moved within you. He is holy. When you understand the holiness, of God and you worship him as such it will bring you to a place where you constantly reflect and check into your life am I worthy to be at your feet hallelujah am I worthy to be in your presence it will make you a better person hallelujah it is the quickening of our conscience by his holiness the nourishment of mind with his truth that is worship. Hallelujah. The nourishment of our mind uh, with his truth. Uh, for the past few weeks now in our life groups, uh, we are talking about certain subjects. And one of them uh, is how well do you read? How well do you hear? Be because we want to make sure that you are nourishing your mind uh, with the truth of the gospel. Uh, worship is nourishing your mind with his truth. Uh, that he's God. Uh, that he stands alone that there is nobody like him is the purification is the purifying of imagination by his beauty i i pray people of god i pray people of god that god gives you that creative imagination and that he places into your heart to to consider the beauty of our god hallelujah the beauty of our God. I pray that in your moments of worship, hallelujah, that you behold the beauty that the psalmist calls, hallelujah, or, or talks about the beauty of the Lord. You see, when you discover the beauty of God in worship, nobody will have to give you a song. Songs will bubble out of your mouth. And when there is worship going on, you will know and how to praise, how to worship, how to give yourself unto the Lord because 
feels like God fills your mind. He fills your imagination with his beauty. Hallelujah. I pray, people of God, with all my heart, that you encounter God and that you see the beauty of his holiness. Do you sometimes even wonder, there are people who have written songs that we sing. Hallelujah. And you wonder, where did you get that? I can tell you these people have seen the beauty of God. Hallelujah. They've seen the beauty of God. While we worry so much about looking a certain way, being a certain way, and I've seen people say, like, even like you, you're worshiping and you, you're paying attention to how you look, how your things fit, and stuff like that, you have not seen the beauty of God because you are still amazed by your own beauty, which is absolutely nothing compared to God, I'm just saying. It is the opening of heart to His love. God has loved you and I so much that He has given. His only begotten son. Hallelujah. It is the surrender of will to his purpose. Surrender of your will to his purpose. You saying, God, whatever you want me to be, whatever you want me to, uh, wherever you want me to go, hallelujah, whatever you want me to do, my God, let your my life serve your purpose. That is an act of worship. Hallelujah. That is an act of worship. The surrender of will to his purpose. When you humble yourself before God. And say, Lord, it's no longer me, but you. This is what Paul said. No longer me living, but Christ living in me. That means my, my, my purpose does not make sense. I have embraced his purpose. Whatever I am, whatever I do is what God has called me to do. And I am uh, fulfilling his agenda and I set aside mine. Surrender of our will to his purpose. And William Temple says, all that gather up. In adoration. You see, worship saves us from self-centeredness. It makes us God-centered. We need to be saved from ourselves. And worship does that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Let me give you a hint of what we're going to share next week. There's a guy who put a couple of things I would like to share on how to live a life centered on God. And he called it the 3G life. <laughs> 3G life. And 3G life goes as the first G is related to God attentive. We must be God attentive. The second G relates to God dependent. We have to be dependent on God. And the third G is being God responsive. There is a response that is expected from us. 3G life. To achieve God-centeredness is being God-attentive, God-dependent, 
and God responsive. When the church, the people of God, our world becomes more attentive to God. Depends more on God than on our own intelligence and abilities. When we become responsive to God's love, God's purpose, God's mission. We will see a difference in our lives. Then you can ask yourself, how well do you hear? You will discover that you, are, you have the ability to hear God. Hallelujah. How well do you speak? You really realize that God has given you a speech. He has given you a story. He has given you the ability to speak life in this world. To speak hope in this world. If we can only be God responsive. Being God centered should be our mission for this season. Should be our purpose this season. Should be our language this season. And it needs to be our message to the world. I am not ashamed to say I am God centered. Write it down somewhere. Send an emoji. Just let us know if you are taking a pledge today. That I am going to do everything in my power. To be and remain God centered. And maybe I just did not know that I was too busy with myself. That I was too centered on my own needs, on my own desires. That I allowed self to get so much in the center. That I did not know that I had already pushed God on the side. Maybe the challenges I'm facing today is because God is no longer at the center of my life. Too many other things have taken the place. Too many other things have been my priority. Maybe in as I plan my life. I count more on my capacity, on my relationship, on something that the world can do for me. And I forgot that with him, I can do all things. Say, my God, I am sorry. If my worship has been more centered on me, on my feelings, it is time we center it on the feelings of God. What does God feel when I worship? This should be what goes into our mind, not trying to feel the goosebumps for ourselves. You see, we... we we think we have identified the presence of God when we feel something. I need to say this well before we close. We, we think we have touched God when we feel the goosebumps. We, we think we have worshipped well when we have sung a melody that has resonated with our feelings. We, we feel like we have Praise God uh, wonderfully like David uh, when we have enjoyed uh, the, the beat on our drums. But we don't, we fail to think, is God enjoying what I am doing? How, how is God feeling about my praise and my worship right now? And I'll bring it even in our prayer. Sometimes we are so self-centered, beloved, and we are not even asking, how is God receiving my prayer? I'll leave the rest to the revelation of the Holy Spirit. May he continue to speak to you. That in your time of prayer or worship, that you are no longer so focused on yourself, but you set your eyes on him. 
the psalmist say, I will lift up my eyes to the mountain from where comes my help. You see, sometimes we say we're looking to God, but we're looking around, who can help me? How can I get out of here? Sometimes we pray just to, to, to in a psychological way, just kind of to, to take out the steam. But when our prayers become God-centered, our worship become God-centered, centered, we will see the difference into our lives. What does God think about me? How does God appreciate my worship? My attitude, my relationships, the way I talk, does it give God glory? Is his, is my, is his praise continually in, in my mouth? We have to ask ourselves these questions. It doesn't matter today if you've been saved for 50 years or for two days or you're being saved right now. We are going to lift up our voices and say, Lord, I'm sorry. For making Christianity and religion about me, about my thought, about my feelings, about my philosophy, about my blessings. And not thinking of you as the center of all things. You are going to say, God, I'm sorry if, if in my attitude, in my praise, I had been self-centered. I've been attention seeker. But I come to you today and say, Lord, be the center of my life. Can you tell him to be the center of your life? Can you tell him to be the center of your life? And if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please call him and say, Lord, forgive my sins and be the center of my life. I declare that you are God, just like John did in his gospel. You are God. You are God and I acknowledge you. And if you are being saved, or if you're committing your life to Jesus, please write down your name or hint us somehow. Send a, mess, a private message so we can continue to pray with you and lead you to the Lord. There is joy in the presence of God. Hallelujah. There is fulfillment in being God-centered. Our world is suffering today with injustice. Our world is suffering today with all kinds of things. Because we have been centered on our own interests. I pray that we go back to God. Because when we are God-centered, we will not find hate for anyone. But we will love one another. Say, my God, here I am. May you be the center of my life. Make that prayer. Hallelujah. My God, be the center of my life. Be the center of my life. Be the center of my life be the center of my life be the center of my life oh god be the center of my life oh god be the center of my life my lord i pray for somebody today be the center of their lives be the center of my home be the center of every ambition i've ever had be the center of every plan and project i have ever made be the center my god of my heart be the center in my soul be the center in my language in my attitude be the center in the relationships my god i entertain with others be the center of my life oh god this is my prayer my God be the center of my marriage be the center with my children be the center in every relationship I have uh, with things with ideas my God be the center of all things oh God uh, be the center let my life give you glory let my life honor you oh God uh, my Lord in every table every board I sit my God be the center of my life I pray oh God uh, 
be the center of my life, I pray. Give myself to you, Jesus. Give myself to you, Yahweh. Come and have your way. Come and have your way. We give ourselves to you, King of glory. We give ourselves to you, God Almighty. The Lord is calling you and I to surrender. To surrender. To lose control of our own thoughts, ideas, ambitions. No, God is not telling you you cannot be ambitious and want things. He's just saying, make him the center. Yes. The Lord wants everything. May he be the center of our lives today. Can you surrender your heart, your life, your home, your desires, your thoughts, your purpose unto the Lord. May God be the center of, our, of my life. I give you myself, Lord. I give you all of me. Hallelujah. Withholding nothing. I give you all. Holding nothing. Yes, Lord. Withholding nothing. I surrender. I surrender. This is our prayer, God Almighty. This is our prayer and our desires, oh God. We need you more than we need anything, more than we need anyone, oh God. Come and have your way, King of glory. Yes, Lord. We give you our everything. There is somebody who's giving their life to the Lord, who's recommitting their life to the Lord today. And we are praying with you. As you surrender your life to God, tell my God, I give you everything. I give you my heart, give you my life, give you my soul. Hallelujah. You have been serving God. But God is quickening into your heart that you need to commit. That you need to give you, to give yourself to him truly. That you give to give yourself to him truly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My God, we bless you. We honor you. We glorify your holy name. We give you everything we are and everything we have. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Yes, Lord. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Say it again. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Withholding. I give you all of me. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, we bless and honor you. We glorify your holy name. And we thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you, Lord, for allowing us in your presence today. We want you, oh God. We want you, God. We want you, God. Hiding nothing. Withholding nothing. Hiding behind nothing, oh God. By giving ourselves totally and completely to you. 
In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. If you have prayed this prayer, I believe you have opened up the gates of your life and allow God in. That he might take over. I trust God. I trust him. That him at the center of your life. You are walking into victory from today on. In Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. Before I say blessing I want to call on you this week. It's going to be a particular week on Friday. We are going to be spending our day in prayer and fasting. Friday will be our day of prayer and fasting. Then we are going to have a night of prayer. We are going to be on Zoom from 11.30 and past midnight. We are calling on you to spend time in the presence of God. To spend time in the presence of God. To put God at the center of all things. Today our world needs God more than ever. I am calling on intercessors. I am calling on worshipers. I am calling on all those uh, who need God more than anything today to join us during this powerful time of prayer. We will not be on Facebook or on uh, uh, YouTube. We'll be on Zoom. And if you are following us right now and you want the link or the number to join our Zoom, please call the number, text the number, leave a message that you want to receive the instructions on how to join the zoom meeting on friday night at 11 30 p.m eastern and starting time we are going to be seeking god praying worshiping interceding hallelujah all at the same time may the lord bless you and keep you may the almighty strengthen you and empower you may the lord answer you when you call May this week be a powerful, fruitful week for you and all your loved ones. I speak victory over all your enemies in the mighty name of Jesus. May Jehovah Gibor contend with all those who contend against you. And may he cause you to win over every challenge and every battle in Jesus' mighty name. We speak healing as our cities our states, our world is crying out to God against the second surge of coronavirus. We come before the Lord and we say, Lord, rescue us. May the Lord touch you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord heal you and may he heal the land. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see you again on Friday night for the time of prayer. You don't want to miss that. God bless you. We're always praying for you. Hallelujah. It has been such a joy sharing the word of God with you today. I pray that you experience the power of God through his word. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please consider making a donation to ensure that the word of God continues to be made available to our enrichment. Thank you for listening.